a guest host for the Lee Brothers for the next three hours? Yep, that's right. But first, me, Scott Lee, will give you an update <laughs> on Richard. That is next. Virginia Citizens and American Patriots. Radio is the founding fathers intended. Seriously, Thomas Jefferson and Madison, those guys will be sitting in here right here with us. My name is Scott Lee. The reason I am, uh, I am here today is to talk to you about Richard. Richard is not in the studio. My co-host, my friend, and my brother, who sits to my left figuratively, used to sit further to my left politically, Richard Lee, is, um, is in the hospital at the moment. But not just in the hospital. He is um, he's in surgery at the very moment we're speaking. Dad used to tell uh, both of us that there are things that matter and there are things that don't. And I remember, I'll never forget him saying that. And, um, of course, as a young kid, when you hear that, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the older I get, I begin to realize what it really means. Is he was right. There are things that matter and there are things that don't. And the things that don't, somehow the world puts so much emphasis on. And the things that matter... Well, somehow we're only reminded of them when they slap us in the face. Richard is, um, has been in surgery at Henrico Doctors for over six hours. And he has, um, he has pancreatic cancer, which is, uh, for most who are hearing this, are probably thinking, wow, that's bad. The diagnosis is good. They are actually removing his pancreas at this moment. Now, most people don't know that, wait a second, I thought if you didn't have a pancreas, you couldn't live. Um, that used to be true, except um, we think we've got it figured out now. And so the hope is, the prayer is, that Richard will come out of the surgery in the next two hours, and um, he'll be able to leave a functioning life, although very, very different. Two nights ago, Richard had uh, what he called his Last Supper and he had a meal that he probably will never be able to partake of again. And if you know anything about Richard Lee, and known him for any length of time, uh, of course, different for me since I've known him his whole life, um, this guy has the most unbelievable view on life, and it's contagious. It's one that, um, that you just want to be around the guy because he's fun, he's happy, he knows uh, the things that matter in life, and... Um, and even as this day approached him, it's amazing. Nothing put him down. Not one time did he say, I'm scared, I'm nervous, I don't like this, I wish it didn't come to me. Not one time. Instead, it was the opposite. It was like he was encouraging me. He was encouraging his family. I'd say, Richard, you're getting ready to go through one of the biggest surgeries of your life. And I'm saying that because I'm concerned about it. And he had an amazing view of it, goes, yeah, yeah, we'll be all right. Hey, when this thing's over, let's do this and this on the show. I'm like, Richard, we're going we're gonna to do that. The appeal uh, to you here today, just after 3 o'clock in the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia, is a, uh, is a sincere, heartfelt asking of not your thoughts, but your prayers. I would ask that you would take a special time today and, um, and pray for Richard and his family as they go through this. And, um, and that way I know, I know that there will be, um, that will be felt. Of course, you can think of it too, but I mean, thinking is so 
you know, everybody thinks about, hey, you're my thoughts. Oh, good. And until something else pops in there. I would prefer that we be in God's thoughts. That's my asking of you. Now, the good news is um, this will probably be all behind us in two weeks. So um, next week, it uh, I plan on doing the, the radio program right here, as the Lee brothers always have, right here on WNTW. And um, Richard probably will not be with me next week. But this week, um, I'm, um, I'm going to be there to support him. And so I'm not going to continue on with the program. The request today was simple. I know we have phenomenal listeners. I know this station has an amazing passion for what is right and true. I've seen it in the people here, and I've actually seen it and heard it online in our emails and in our phone calls. So I've got faith in American people. I've got faith in, in the listeners of the show, which is why my appeal is so real to you today. Richard will be great. And he will be back on this station, and he will be smiling and laughing. He'll never even know it happened. So uh, what, what happens is the Lee brothers are surrounded by great people, so we reach out to great people. Brother Craig the Hatchet Man is actually in studio with me, sitting where Richard usually sits. You look nothing like Richard, by the way. <laughs> but uh, I appreciate your, your help here. Oh, it's an honor and a, and a pleasure and, uh, and a privilege. I, I appreciate the, uh, the opportunity to uh, come and, and help out. Well, let me just uh, let me say something about you real quick. I, I've enjoyed um, – there's very few people have the passion you do and, and a passion for the things that are true <laughs> and right and just, and those things are, are uh, things that you speak of I appreciate with, with passion. Yeah. Gladly have you fill in for us. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. great. By the way, this book coming up, The Politically Incorrect Guide to Christianity, another pig book. Yeah. Which uh, <laughs> you're going to be covering here. He'll be on at 4. He'll be on at 4 o'clock today. Yes. you got a jam-packed show. Yes. Okay. Good. Yes. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah, we have a uh, the founder of the Black Robe Regiment will be on at uh, 3.30. And, uh, and of course, we're going to keep your brother Richard in our prayers. Well, good. I'm, I'm glad you are. I, I appreciate that. There is... Um, you know, Dad was right. The, the things that matter are the ones that you deal with. You know, these are yes. things that matter. Mm-hmm. You know, we come on this show and we talk about, quite honestly, the world of politics. And a lot of that stuff is fun. We engage it and try to have fun. Yes. It's real things that impact people. But ultimately, it comes down to family, uh, communities, uh, churches, friends, family. These things matter. Amen. And, and, um, and, and Richard matters. He's an unbelievable guy. And I just wish people knew him like I did. So um, prayers coveted. Trust that you'll do them, and uh, you can send all your concerns to patriots at theleebrothers.com. Patriots at theleebrothers.com. You got this one, brother? Got it. All right. I'm gonna, you got a couple minutes for the break. You want to just go, and I'll step out of here. Okay. Ladies all and gentlemen, right. the Lee Brothers turns it over to Brother Craig the Hatchet Man. By the way, you can catch his show 10 to 12 right here also on every Saturday. Yes. Thanks, thank- man. God thank, speed you. Appreciate thank, your help. Thank you for the plug. Thank you for the opportunity. God bless you, and God bless those surgeons, angels in the in the uh, operating room. So, and uh, we we send that prayer out in Jesus' name. Amen. And uh, welcome, uh, welcome to the Lee Brothers program, Virginia. And uh, as I said, it's uh, always an honor uh, to sit in for the Lee Brothers, and uh, we're looking forward to a fantastic program. And uh, you guys, uh, many of you already know that uh, I am the Saturday morning host here uh, 
10 to noon. Freedom isn't passed through the bloodstream, it's fought for daily. Fight alongside the Lee Brothers on WNTW, AM 820, 97.7 FM, The Answer. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, sitting in for the Lee Brothers today. And uh, you just heard a, a wonderful uh, testimony uh, from Scott Lee uh, in regards to uh, his brother Richard. And, uh, and uh, we know that there are a lot of folks in the listening audience right now uh, sending prayers up uh, on behalf of Richard. And, uh, you know, so I, I think I'm going to plan, uh, uh, do the program a little differently than I had planned, okay? I, I really had planned to dive into, uh, you know, Donald Trump caving on uh, immigration and uh, some of the, uh, and, and to give some of the good about Trump, too, which I thought he did a great job in Davos. And, uh, you know, so uh, good, good in Davos, good on the economy, good on tax cuts, not so good on immigration, you know? Uh, three out of four, some folks could say three out of four ain't bad, but, uh, you know, if you don't get immigration right uh, in, in 10 or 15 years, we become a one-party nation. And uh, so that's all I'm going to say on that. <laughs> and, uh, but what I would like to do, I think that um, to, to share with you guys some, some things that um, I think Brother Craig, myself, Brother Craig the Hatchet Man, and the brothers Lee, some things we would have in common, okay? And uh, I was just sharing uh, my website with Scott uh, before he left, and he and he asked me a question. He saw up on my website the seven C's, and first thing he said, "Well, what are the seven C's?" And I told I I rattled them off for him really really quick. And uh, so you know, since Scott was interested in that, I think Richard would probably be interested in that also. And uh, those of you who are uh, longtime listeners to The Really Real Deal, which is heard right here every Saturday morning, 10 to noon, uh, many of you are going to know these, but I know sometimes they, they don't stick. I mean, it's not two or three C's, it's seven C's for crying out loud. <laughs> you know, someone just recently told me, said, man, why don't you cut that thing down to three? But um, anyway, the seven C's for a successful society. And, uh, and they are, and I, I'm going to rattle them off uh, just like I did for Scott here. And, and then we'll get into breaking them down, you know, maybe what each one means. Uh, Christian faith, conservative values, constitutional limits, capitalistic opportunity, choice in all things, all things, confrontation with evil, and consistency in application of law. And I mean, that sort of, that sums up uh, really what I like to call the very essence of conservatism. You know, and, and a lot of folks don't really get conservatism. I mean, there, I know conservatives <laughs> that don't get conservatism, okay? People get the components of conservatism, you know, that famous three-legged stool uh, that Rinaldus Magnus uh, talked about, the uh, economic uh, conservatives, the national security conservatives, and the social conservatives. And, uh, 
wouldn't it be a great world if those three camps could just get along? What, what was that thing uh, Rodney King used to say? Can't we all just get along? <laughs> that, that would be a good day when, when those three uh, could get along. But I think one of the reasons why they don't always get along is, uh, you know, each, each, each side thinks that their piece of the pie is bigger than the other person's piece of the pie. And I think they're missing it because they're looking at the components of conservatism. But when we look at the essence of conservatism, uh, these things that I've sort of uh, analyzed and broken it out and uh, made it uh, in a way that, you know, you know, perhaps people can appreciate it. Um, it, it. It goes back to who is the author of this, this precious freedom that we have. Is, is God the author? Now, if God is the author of our freedom, the way the founders said in the Declaration of Independence that the purpose of government is uh, merely to defend our rights, uh, to uphold our rights, not to grant them, not to define them, not to amend them, certainly not to deny them, okay? But uh, these are things when we're at our moment of conception, we have them already. So it's kind of redundant for Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, George Washington, et cetera, to come along and, and declare you, you know, all men are created equal. Well, God did that already. And so the Declaration of Independence recognizes this fact. Now, you have many that would disagree with that. As, now, you might be thinking, wow, how could... How could someone disagree with the assertion that freedom is a gift from God? Well, you know, look at look at your lawmakers. Look at the people that support your lawmakers. Look at the people that lobby your lawmakers. Okay, there are many, many people that feel your rights and my rights are no more and no less than what the people in power say they are. Okay, and so, and a, and a lot of this is for self-gain. Now, people will say, oh, this is for the public good because I'm smarter than you. My degree is from Harvard. Yours is from, you know, Backwoods uh, College. And so my degree is worth more. I know more. I'm more righteous than you. You're full of hate. You don't like brown people. You don't like uh, children. You don't like women. You don't even like clean air and clean water. So I I'm better than you. I'm more righteous than you. I'm more holy than you. And of course, this is all wrong. This is this is all wrong. And so, uh, these are the excuses people use to deny you your rights, to abridge your rights, to try to actually define what the limits of your freedom is. Okay. And so, this is the very essence, you know, in my estimation, the very essence of conservatism. A conservative is trying to conserve the idea that you are, you're born free, you're already free, you are a free person. And a, whether you call them a neoliberal, a communist, a socialist, a, uh, a leader of the Democrat Party, not you, Ma and Pa Democrat, but certainly your leadership, uh, a Muslim fundamentalist, whatever you call these folks, they have a totally different idea. Your freedom did not come from God and that is something that we as conservatives 
have to understand and have to fight. Now, we're going to take a break, and we will be right back. Kind, compassionate, and tolerant. Oh, wait, that's a different show. The Lee Brothers on AMA 20, 97.7 FM, WNTW, The Answer. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on the Lee Brothers program. And uh, for those of you who were uh, tuning in earlier uh, at the beginning of the program, uh, you all uh, heard a, a very um, a, a, a very sincere message from Scott Lee uh, sharing with you uh, what's going on with this brother Richard, who's going through surgery right now. So. We have a Macedonian prayer call uh, out, and uh, we just know that there are many, many prayers all throughout uh, Central Virginia. And uh, and probably since we're on Facebook Live, I'm sure we have people all over the nation uh, right now uh, that are praying that uh, the surgery goes well for Richard Lee. And uh, so we have uh, what we think is going to be a fantastic program lined up for you uh, I really uh, would like to say thank you again. It's always an honor to sit in for the Lee Brothers. Uh, these guys are really uh, a Richmond institution, uh, having been uh, on the air for quite some time. Uh, but we're going to take our bottom of the hour news break right now. And when we come back, I am going to have on live with me uh, my very good friend and brother, uh, Bill Cook. And Bill is founder of the Black Robe Regiment as well as the Josiah Project. We will be right back. Making radio great again. It's the Lee Brothers on WNTW AM820 97.7 FM The Answer. American girls and American guys will always stand up and salute. We'll Recognize when we see your glory flying. There's a lot of men dead, so we can sleep in peace at night when we lay down our heads. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here as the fill-in host for Scott and Richard, the Lee Brothers. Uh, we want to welcome you back to the program. Thank you for staying over, and we want to welcome uh, to the program, my good friend Bill Cook. And uh, Bill, are you there? Yes, I am. All right. Thank you so much for being with us, Bill. And, uh, yeah. you know, I was telling folks a little earlier before you called into the program uh, that you are the founder uh, and, and, and the leader of the Black Robe Regiment and that the uh, Black Robe Regiment was what the British referred to the pastors in Revolutionary War wartime America because it was the pastors that gave the backbone to the colonials to even stand up to what then, you know, truly was the world's only superpower. <laughs> Indeed. Yes, yes. So uh, share with the audience a little bit about the history uh, and the idea behind the Black Robe Regiment, uh, you know, where it came from and where you where you envision taking it. Well, um, 
it really is a, the Black Robe Regiment started as the Black Robe Regiment of Virginia. Now we're calling it the America's Black Robe Regiment because we've got a, a group now in Georgia that wants to start another contingent of Black Robe Regiment. And um, the idea is not new. It's been around since the American, since before the American Revolution. The British, one of our enemies, actually um, coined the expression. And Black Robe Regiment, it was the Black the ref, it was a reference, it really was a derisive reference to the black, uh, common, common black robes that clergy at that time wore. <clears throat> so they called them the Black Regiment. And the reason they did that is because the clergy were really seminal in the American Revolution, in the, in the yearning for liberty. They taught the, they taught the um, political ideology that's, that's mm-hmm. embodied in the founding charters for 15 years before the revolution ever began. So you so so Bill, back then you never heard what you hear today that the preacher cannot preach politics from the pulpit. Well, in fact, uh, had somebody come along and started talking about separation of church and state, they would have condemned it. Right, right. It would have been summarily dismissed and condemned. It's ridiculous. The idea that the clergy can't speak about uh, political issues or governments or anything like that. They talk. If it was not for the clergy, Americans wouldn't even understand what liberty is. So mm-hmm. um, it was profound. Right, right. Yeah, but 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 go ahead with uh, where where this movement is being taken today, and and, and you know and some of the things that the Black Robe Regiment is doing. Well, let me let me give you an example of what we just did down in Richmond, and um, last on the sixteenth, the Tuesday, the sixteenth of this month. Several ministers, roughly 21 ministers, gathered in a in a small room down in Richmond at the Virginia Christian Alliance. Yes, I was and there. <laughs> you were there. Correct? Yes, and uh, we interviewed all four U.S. Senate candidates running in the, running in the state of Virginia mm-hmm. during that gathering, and we did that under the auspices of the Virginia Watchman Council, which I'm also a member of, and mm-hmm. we basically sat with each of those each of those uh, candidates for one hour and heard their positions on any number of critical issues. Not the issues that somebody might, you know, ask from a secular perspective, but mm-hmm. we asked things that reflected the values that, that God wants us to have. And so at the end of that, we, we ended up making an endorsement. And where the Black Robe Regiment goes is simply embracing the embracing the, uh, the legacy of the founding of the clergy of the Revolution. Mm-hmm. We believe that... that um, Pastors, we're, we're, we aspire to the exemplary lives of the bold and courageous ministers who um, who garrisoned the pulpit of the American Revolution. Yes, and they were aptly portrayed by a by an historian named John Wingate Thornton, saying they were Timothys in their houses, Chrysostom's in their pulpits, and Augustines in their disputations. And so, um, as they fought for their country in every way possible. We believe it, that America is really on the cusp of dying. It's, it's been dying for a number of years. And, and we believe the clergy are critical to the restoration of liberty in this country. Yeah. I, don't think, I don't think people realize how close we came during the administration of Barack Obama uh, losing this country. Yeah, or in the in the the election, uh, the attempted election of Hillary Clinton. Uh, yeah, we, you're right. We came close. Now, had one of the uh, low fat Republicans, as I call them, had one of them won the nomination, um, you know, a Jeb Bush type of guy, uh, 
there's no way they would have defeated the Clinton machine. No way. No, ju- there's just no way. You know, uh, you know the uh, the and and look, you see, Donald Trump is having a hard time with the uh, the deep state uh, right now. The uh, the lies of uh, all this phony Russia collusion, and there's proven Russia collusion with the Clintons uh, and the uh, Obama administration. And there's not even an investigation, Bill. <laughs> the the, no, the phony investigation against President Trump. Right. We don't know about it. And there are what's what has been done. You mentioned the deep state. I can tell you that it's real. And I've talked to people that know know it's real, that know about it. And um, the the uh, it's there really there really needs to be um, prosecution happening in terms of treason and sedition. Yes, because that's what's happening. It's really a seditious enterprise yes. being orchestrated. It's actually a conspiracy. And, you know, I don't like to use the term conspiracy, but I'll tell you, um, when you think of the people that are involved, it, it seems pretty safe to say that that's what's going on right now in the deep state. And so, um, But, Bill, is this not biblical? Can't we go to the book of Daniel and read how people would try to trap the, uh, the king uh, because the king wanted to follow the law and, and how advisors to the king tried to trap him and get him to kill Daniel and his brothers? Right. There's this no, this no is nothing new. It isn't new. I mean, evil is evil. Tyranny likes to, to kill, steal, and destroy, just like the, its father, the devil. Yeah. And so that's what tyrants do. They start out by lying to gain power, and then mm-hmm. once they get power, they still steal, kill, and destroy yeah. everything they touch. Now, and Bill, so- back to this vetting that we did of the, uh, of the four candidates. Uh, you know, and I talked a little bit about this, that— um, that that very week that it happened and and we we were honored to have uh the gentleman that we as a group had endorsed uh delegate nick freitas we had him on the air uh that week as well as we had Corey stewart on also and Mm -hmm. uh and and i do i have to say this uh bill uh not you know nothing against uh nick i liked all of the candidates as a as a member of the uh, watchman's council I stand by the endorsement of the Watchman's Council, but as an individual, I cannot endorse, uh, particularly this early, I cannot endorse because sometimes I, I get a request to be a debate moderator. And, mm-hmm. and so that may come up again this go-round. So, you know, and, and, and the listeners out there know that I'm tough but fair, okay, that I would not put my thumb on the scale for, for any one particular candidate. And right. uh, so I just I just wanted to get that out there. But you're absolutely right, Bill. It was a very thorough vetting. As a matter of fact, both men came on and talked about the thoroughness of the vetting and uh, and how much they enjoyed participating. Well, and, tr- and truth be known, I'm like you. I mean, um, Nick was not my vote for endorsement. I, I supported. Now, I husband. didn't say that, Bill. I kept that uh, zip zip. <laughs> Yeah, we they, they, it's a great group, and you know, and the three three of them. Well, even the fourth guy is a good man, but but I mean, to be honest and fair, there's only three of them. Uh, that would be Nick, our nominee, and that would be Corey Stewart, and that would be E. W. Jackson. Uh, right. That could stand toe to toe with the Democrat machine uh, right. that is being led by uh, Tim Kaine. 
And uh, well, so, here's so, the important thing to say about what happened. Mm-hmm. It's the kind of thing we this was ministers. These weren't just people that were political activists in that room vetting these guys. These in a wide guys. group, Bill, right. from Absolutely. all over Virginia. All over the state of Virginia. And this is the kind of thing that pastors need to get involved and stop involved in and stop being afraid to assert themselves in the civil society. The, the culture is desperately calling out for pastors to get yes. involved. Well tell and, uh, tell the pastors how they can uh, how they can get involved. Well, one of the ways is they can sign up for uh, for our emails on at uh, blackrobregiment.us, and we'll we'll put them on our email list. That's one way to stay informed. Mm-hmm. And we yeah, we got with get... thirty minute thirty seconds to break. Bill, can can you can I can I get you to hold on for and and, and stay with us another segment, please? Sure. Yeah, great, great, because this is fascinating, and then you have some other great. Great news to share also. So we're going to take our quarter to the hour break, folks. And, uh, and again, this is if you're accustomed to hearing Scott and Richard Lee. Uh, Richard Lee is in surgery, and uh, the Lee brothers have asked me, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, to sit in. We're going to take a break now. We will be right back. Scott and Richard Lee, the circus clowns of talk radio on AMA 20, 97.7 FM, WNTW, The Answer. what I tell everyone I was born by God's dear grace in an extraordinary Welcome back to the program Virginia your friendly neighborhood hatchet band brother Craig coming at you live here sitting in for the Lee brothers today and uh, we still have our fantastic guest on uh, Bill Cook and uh, Bill you still there brother I am Okay, yeah, you know what we're talking about uh, really reminds me of uh, Gideon in the Bible, uh, and as you as you well know, Bill Gideon was doing what many people today do. Uh, he was complaining, okay, but but he was complaining to God. He he wasn't, com- you know, folks complain to the hatchet man sometimes. They they'll call me up and complain. Oh, you know, where's the next Ronald Reagan or where's the next? Um, George Washington, <laughs> and uh, yeah. when when Gideon gave God that complaint about the days of old, when was God going to bring them back? And uh, you know, and God said to Gideon, for him to go in thy strength, you know, have I not sent thee? And you know, that's really your message to particularly people in leadership, uh, the, the the ministers. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it seems like a Macedonian call to have uh, ministers come and join with fellow uh, like-minded ministers uh, to, to join groups like the Black Robe Regiment, uh, to join mm-hmm. groups like the Watchman's Council. You know, we had, we had uh, what, 27 men. Wouldn't it be gr- have been great had we had 100 men to do this vetting? Well, and, you know, each pastor represents, you know, an average of, I guess, it, the average church size is about, what, a little less than 100 people, the average church size in America. So every pastor that comes into that room has tremendous influence. And 
um, I, I tell you, there's there has been studies that have been done uh, in in America of the pastoral uh, ministry. One one was done by the Barna Group. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was a study called the State of Pastors. They even have a book that they published on it. And um, what it what they what it basically found is that only one in four adults holds a positive view of pastors in general. Wow, one in four. Now that's that's yeah. sad. Now that's something that. Uh, we who are watchmen on the wall, that's something that we can do something about uh, in, right. in the way that we comport ourselves and, and perhaps in eliminating fear. You know, I think a lot of people see pastors as timid and self-interested and, um, you know, a- again, go to God's holy word. And, and, and when he talks about the watchman, he says, keep not silent. You know, ye who make mention of the Lord keep, and it says it twice in the same verse, okay? So that's, it's, he's telling you there, it's okay to speak out. Indeed, and the scripture says the righteous are as bold as a lion. He told some of his prophets that we love to preach out of their books. Uh, He told, he told, he told them, uh, you know, lift up your voice like a trumpet. Don't spare, don't hold back. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing that, that the survey that Barnett did found is that, um, one in four adults felt that past a couple of points. One in four adults felt that pastors' influence in their city or community was minimal. Mm-hmm. And then, then uh, even though most pastors express concern about religious liberty and public respect, yet trusting pastors' credibility wanes yeah. when it comes to real life issues like politics and justice. And that needs mm-hmm. to change. It does. Pastors, and, and pastors, pastors you know, are in Bill, incredible position. Yes. Yeah. Pastors need to get involved in things outside of the church, you know, my feeling. For example, this uh, Project Josiah that, that you've started, yes. Sh- you know, yes, share, you share a little bit of that because we're, we're, we're coming up hard on another break here, and I have yeah, another just, guest uh, on the other side of the, uh, four, great, the 4 o'clock break. Project Josiah is basically a call to churches and to pastors to adopt an abortion clinic in Virginia nearest their home, nearest where they exist, and to pray until it closes. We believe God answers prayer, and he can do that. There were 17,000-plus abortions performed in Virginia in 2016. That needs to end. And and think about this. The Tidewater area is the capital of the abortion industry in in Virginia, where we have CBN and other national ministries, major national ministries, Regent University, some of the largest churches in the state. And and the church has got to get involved in this, and the pastors have to lead the way. Look, if we don't stop abortion— I, here's what's happening in America. You, you know about the Muslim Brotherhood. They're invading yes. our country. Yes, and they and make plenty of babies, don't they, Bill? Yes, and one of the reasons that's happening to us, one of the reasons our government is so blind about what the Muslim Brotherhood are doing in this country is because I believe it's because the church is, is largely ambivalent about the abortion issue. And so God says, any man shed man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed. Mm-hmm. And as long as we are ambivalent, we're not speaking out, we're not doing something about the, the Holocaust of abortion mm-hmm. in our country or in our, in our state, you know, and, you, yeah. we, we can see this coming. These are the enemies of God that he is sending as judgment upon us in this country. And you know something, that's Bill? Word, but that's what it is. The business people say... We don't have workers to do well. You've you've killed the, them in their womb, so the, the the baby you killed 20 years ago would be 20 years old now, and would right. would perhaps have learned a, learned a, a trade or a skill or, or be in college. But 
Listen, we are. I, I've got to let that be the last word, brother. Well, let me say one thing. The Josiah, Project Josiah was actually my wife's idea, so mm-hmm. I just want to give credit to credit's due. Oh, okay. I thought of it, and I fully support it. It's awesome. So. Great, great. Well, we're going to have you on again sometime soon on my program. Thank you so Thanks, much, Greg. Bill. Thank you. Reverend Thank Bill you Cook, so folks, the Black Robe Regiment. We're going to take another break. This is Brother Craig the Hatchet Man sitting in for the Lee Brothers. We will be right back. And in this corner, weighing in at a set of blueberries, the standard low-fat Republican, grand old Republican, who refuses to fight the Democrats the way they fight us, Governor Goofball. And in this corner, weighing in at a set of Vidalia onions, the teller of truth, the slayer of Democrats. Folks, people want a champion. A man and his microphone. The really real deal with Brother Craig, the hatchet man. Saturdays, 10 to noon. Where is the best news and talk? AM 820, WNTW Chester is the answer. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly, friendly neighborhood hatchet man coming back at you live here on Virginia's big dog radio station, 820 AM and 97.7 FM WNTW. Very, very pleased and honored to be sitting in for the Lee Brothers today. As many of you heard in the opening uh, of the program uh, at the 3 o'clock hour, uh, Scott Lee came on and shared with the audience uh, an update on his brother Richard, who is in surgery at this very moment. And so we had been asking all the listeners, uh, and if you're just coming on board, we ask you also to please keep Richard Lee in your prayers uh, and, and, and pray for Richard as well as the surgeons, the technicians, everyone in that room. And uh, we know that angels are in that room taking charge. And so um, Richard is having uh, his pancreas removed today due to pancreatic cancer. Uh, and they say the prognosis looks very good. And so uh, I was very, very pleased uh, to hear that. Uh, but anyway, it's uh, always an honor, a privilege, and a pleasure for me to sit in for the Brothers Lee. And uh, we have a fantastic guest lined up for you this hour. Uh, we have uh, with us uh, Michael Foley. Uh, Mr. Foley uh, has written uh, a great book, uh, The Politically Incorrect Guide to Christianity, Why It's True, Why It Matters, and Why It's Good for You. And uh, Mr. Foley, Mr. Foley is, uh, was born and raised in Southern California, out there where Mrs. Hatchett is from, <laughs> went to school in Northern California, has a Ph.D. degree in Catholic theology, and uh, has taught at Notre Dame and Baylor. And uh, his previous books uh, include Drinking with the Saints, The Sinner's Guide to a Holy Happy Hour, and Ever Ancient, Ever New, and uh, among other books. And, of course, uh, his latest, which uh, 
I guess I should say Dr. Foley, I am really enjoying. I must admit I have not finished it. This was kind of quick, and I appreciate you coming on, sir. And uh, But so far, I love the book. I love the style in which you write it. Uh, you really know how to write for the times in which we live. Um, uh, well, thank you so much. That's, that's a, a great compliment. I appreciate that. Yes, yes. So you um, – you, have uh, written a book that is so timely because Christianity is certainly uh, on the attack, you know, and I'm always talking about the Christian conservative constitutional capitalistic coalition, and none of those things, the latter things, can exist without Christian faith. And so it's like if they take Christianity down, they're going to take the whole ship down and everything else with it, conservatism, uh, constitutionalism, even capitalism itself. Uh, am I overstating it? No, I th- actually, I really like the way you put that. And and all of those things without Christianity can become kind of uh, uh, unhinged. Um, yes. You know, we, we need Christian morality. We need a Christian moral framework. Guardrails. To, to, exactly. To make capitalism, uh, you know, function healthily and in a, in a just manner. So, no, you're, you're absolutely right. It uh, a lot resides on Christianity more than just salvation. There are a lot of political and social goods that come with Christianity as well. Yeah, yeah. And it seems like you, you your, your attack on this is, um, and I think the um, the Salvation Army, they I, I love them. They're my favorite charity. And mm. uh, they their idea is if you, if you feed the body, the soul will follow or the mind will follow. And so you, uh, you, you, you have a, a, a real uh, way of reaching people here. And I love this quote you have on the cover of your book, uh, The Politically Incorrect Guide to Christianity. It's from Chesterton. The Christian ideal has not been tried and found wanting. It has been found difficult and left untried. <laughs> That's exactly right. And Chesterton, along with C.S. Lewis, were my two big heroes and guiding lights when writing the book. So I'm really glad that uh, we got to put that on the, the front cover. But what it points to is the simple fact that Christians can definitely be criticized. But Christianity, I mean, you can try to criticize it, but good luck. Uh, Christianity is the Word of God. And what it says is true. Christians have failed because we're sinners to live up to its ideals, but that doesn't make those ideals bad. Right, right. And another thing, too, Christian apologists have failed in articulating uh, Christian faith uh, in a a way that's not only accurate, but in a way that's accessible to, uh, you know, the nominal Christian and certainly the non-Christian. I mean, we want to, the non-Christian, we want to win that person over. So don't we need to sharpen, sharpen the, uh, the, the sword a little bit? Oh, I agree. But, you know, the problem is, and I have this problem just writing the book, the problem is, in some respects, we have a more, we have a more complicated picture than, than the early Christians did in spreading the gospel throughout the Roman Empire. I mean, in some respects, it's a more straightforward challenge to deal with just old-school pagans. Yes. But the, but the problem <laughs> with the world in which we live, especially with the secular left, mm-hmm. that they have taken a lot of concerns and even vocabulary from Christians 
and they have secularized those terms, Mm -hmm. um, making it harder for us to articulate what is distinctive uh, about the Gospels. Right. A lot of our language has been kidnapped, yeah. and that and that makes communication more difficult. Yeah, and a lot of the role of the church they have they have uh, usurped the role. For example, the um, the church used to be the place where uh, charity was disseminated, and uh, yeah. along with the charity, you could also disseminate godly wisdom to help a person uh, in a, in a quicker fashion be no longer in need of charity. And uh, exactly and now right. the the state does that, the government does that, but there's no dissemination of wisdom. You're just disseminating checks, and they become intergenerational. That's exactly right. The state is such a clumsy and inefficient organ of charity. The church, churches, who have their boots on the ground, are far more effective in in truly helping the poor and not just creating a culture of dependency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now let's get into a, a, some of the some of the main points. And uh, and folks, this this book is published by Regnery. And uh, I, you you can uh, where where would they um, would they go to Regnery or just uh, go to Amazon to get the book? I, I don't think Regnery sells their books directly from their website. So you're right. Uh, Books a Million, Amazon dot com, Barnes mm-hmm. and Noble, they all carry it. Yeah, yeah. And if you're just joining us, uh, we have Dr. Michael. Foley and and the the title of his book is uh, the politically incorrect guide to Christianity. But um, you know some of the things uh, like you said, the early Christians were 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 dealing with pagans, and uh, although Paul had to deal with um, you know people that thought they were sophisticated, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's right, and then were educated, and uh, but today they all think they're sophisticated and educated, and they're they're above the need of uh, what they deem to be fairy tales. And so they uh, they they will say things uh, like um, Christian faith um, puts women in a in a place of inequality. What would you say to that? Well, what I argue in the book is that from the very beginning, Christianity has affirmed the spiritual equality of the sexes. And as a matter of fact, that's one of the reasons why Christianity spread so quickly throughout the Roman Empire. There were tons of women converts who saw their dignity being affirmed in this religion, in which you know they weren't getting that affirmation from the mm-hmm. old you know Greco-Roman uh, creeds. Right. Now it is true. Saint Paul talks about uh, wives be subordinate to your husbands, but it's very important to remember mm-hmm. that the Christian concept of subordination is not a concept of, of slavery right. or it, inferiority. Now, I, it, I hate the break. of labor. I, I, I hate, yes, I hate to break your thought, but we're up against a hard break. Could, could you hold over, please? Oh, absolutely. Great, great. I appreciate it. Brother Craig here, in for the Lee Brothers. We're going to take a break, and we will be right back. Representing the end of political correctness. It's the Lee Brothers on AMA 20, 97.7 FM, WNTW. We built this city, we built this city on rock and roll, built this city. Welcome back to the program, Virginia, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here in place of the Brothers Lee today, and uh, 
We want to welcome back uh, not only our listeners, but our fantastic guest today, uh, Dr. Michael Foley, author of The Politically Incorrect Guide to Christianity. And Dr. Foley, I really apologize for having to cut you off. You you were saying something that was I found to be so fascinating. I hope you can grab that thought again. Oh, absolutely. And I'm sorry if I went over, but I no, you really were excited. fine. <laughs> I love talking about uh, especially the beautiful teaching of Christianity on the, the, the complementary beauty of the sexes. Yes. And we see that affirmed in St. Paul. Uh, when he says, wives, be subordinate to your husbands, he's not saying that women are in any way inferior. This is just a, div- a natural division of labor mm-hmm. within the economy of the family. It's it's just different positions being right. played, but for the same team. And a question on that, for because there's some women that are driving along and they're recoiling at this, okay? Okay. Would, <laughs> so would these women be commanded to submit to um, Harvey Weinstein or That's right. you know, or um, a, a wife beater, or or are they submitting to someone who has also submitted himself to Christ? Exactly. And if the husband is truly Christ-like, he is offering himself up as a sacrificial victim for his wife. Yes. It is a principle of total giving and surrender. There's, there's no uh, you know, idea of lordship as this kind of domination over others. Yeah. This, is a, this is a self-emptying that the husband is called to do. Right. But so, you, you do have, yeah. we, we do have to acknowledge that there have been men that have taken advantage of that with partial, by taking partial scripture out of context. And then there are critics of Christian faith that do likewise. Now, whether they do that purposely or in ignorance, you know, you probably would have to look at people on an individual basis. But it is done, is it not? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, the old Shakespearean line, the devil can quote scripture for his use. (laughs) Isn't that the truth? (laughs) Exactly. exactly. Right there, uh, uh, as he tempted Jesus on the mountain, he was quoting scripture to him. Imagine that. Now, that's bold. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You're sure right. Yeah, nothing has changed, has it? (laughs) Exactly. So if the devil can do it, so can, you know, misogynists. Yeah, yeah. Now, another another thing that... um, folks try to attack uh, Christian faith on is that they will say, well, we atheists, we are people of science, and you Christians, you don't believe in science. And I mean, I I interviewed a a scientist who's actually a member of one of my Bible studies, and I, I was fascinated to learn of all the great men of science, they were practically all Christians. Absolutely. When you look at the enormous contributions that individual Christians made to, to uh, the different fields of science, either contributing or starting different branches of science, you, you'll just be astonished. You, you would never guess from the way that you know, Dawkins and these other critics of Christianity talk. But in the book, I go a step further. I point out that there would be no science without Christianity, mm-hmm. because it was Christianity in the Middle Ages, you know, the, the dark, the dark ages. Middle Ages. <laughs> you know, it was the Middle Ages that laid the foundations for what would become modern science, because you can't do science unless you, not, unless you have a faith in reason. And 
Christianity gave man the belief that he is made in the image and likeness of God, and that his mind, even, even affected by original sin, has the ability to understand and discover objective truths about mm-hmm. the universe around him. Yeah, yeah, and there are, even Bible, reason, yeah. Yeah, there are even Bible verses that speak of the, um, the, uh, the jet stream under the ocean and speaks of the, the, uh, the earth and the planets as being hung on just in the, right in the air, just they're hung there uh, mm-hmm. rather than this flat earth theory that they like to say we believe in. Uh, oh, absolutely. And, you know, the funny thing about the, uh, the whole flat earth uh, thing is that it, it actually was an anti-Christian myth, or specifically, mm-hmm. and, it was an anti-Catholic myth. And with, with, 20 seconds, with 20 seconds to break, and okay. could, could, I, could I hold you over for one more segment? Oh, absolutely. Oh, you're so kind with your time. I really appreciate it. Well, all right, folks, we have with us Dr. Michael Foley. The book is The Politically Incorrect Guide to Christianity. This is Brother Craig the Hatchet Man sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee. We will be right back. The Circus Clowns of Talk Radio on AMA 20, 97.7 FM, WNTW, The Answer. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly, friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, sitting in for the Lee Brothers today. Uh, Our guest with us, uh, and thank you all out there, by the way, for staying with us. And also thank you for your prayers for uh, Richard Lee, uh, who, as we speak, is is having surgery. Uh, but our guest, uh, and it's just been a fascinating conversation so far, is uh, Dr. Michael Foley. Uh, the book is The Politically Incorrect Guide to Christianity. You can find it uh, at Amazon.com and everywhere where books are sold. And uh, Dr. Foley, what's your time looking like today, sir? Oh, I'm, I'm here for the duration, Brother Craig, if you need Great. me. Great, because this is a very short segment here, and uh, and the news is coming up in like two minutes. Okay. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Okay, okay. So you can great. You can stay over. I, we really appreciate it because I'm I'm finding this fascinating. And um, now we were let's finish up with what you were saying about science, and uh, you know, and I was sharing with the audience that there are Bible verses that talk about the. Um, you know, the fact that there, there's no flat earth, you can go in the Bible and find that out. And you were oh, saying? exactly. And, and the, the thing is, uh, most educated Westerners uh, and all sailors knew that the earth was not flat. And they, they knew this from the, seeing the masts and the horizons of the sea coming and going. So when Columbus was uh, trying to get money to fund the journey for, into the, what he thought was a passage to China, the, the issue was not whether the world was flat. The issue was how big the globe was. And the, the Spanish crown had these geographers who said, Columbus is wrong. The earth is a lot bigger than he thinks it is, and he's not going to make it to China in three weeks. Turns out they were right, mm-hmm. but they funded it anyway. But this whole idea of a flat earth and Columbus sort of having to go against the Spanish crown was invented in the United States in the 19th century as an anti-Catholic myth that was designed to prove that all religion is backwards and opposed to progress. Mm-hmm. There's and the accuser of, these, of the brethren again, isn't it? 
Exactly. And, you know, I talk about things like this in the book. I also talk about the myths surrounding, like, things like the Crusades and mm-hmm. Spanish Inquisition. Oh, okay. Now, uh, hold, hold one moment. We'll be back in about three minutes, sir. And, uh, folks, you've got to stick around and hear the finish up of this uh, fan- fantastic conversation. Making radio great again. It's the Lee Brothers on WNTW AM820 97.7 FM The Answer. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly, friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, sitting in for the Lee Brothers today. And uh, thank you all for joining us and uh, thank you for staying over. And thank you also, Dr. Foley. Uh, for staying. You've been very generous with your time today, and I greatly appreciate it. I love this book, and uh, and if you're just joining us out there, the title of the book is The Politically Incorrect Guide to Christianity, Why It's True, Why It Matters, and Why It's Good for You. And, uh, and I'm going to tell you, folks, I think it's written in a style that's perfectly suited uh, for today's uh, not only the millennials, but for my generation, Generation X. It's, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's not, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Dr. Foley? Let me let you describe it. <laughs> wow, I, I thought you were doing a pretty good job. Uh, well, I definitely tried to make it uh, accessible to the average reader. I try to use, you know, avoid using you know, fancy terms and cut straight to the point. Right, right. In other words, it's not your grandfather's book of apologetics, although I love those type of books myself. But uh, for, you know, perhaps the nominal Christian or the seeker, uh, this would be a very good place to start. Well, I hope so. <laughs> yes, yes. And, uh, and you can get the book, uh, you know, anywhere where books are. So- it is in major bookstores, right? Oh, absolutely. I believe so, yes. Okay, great. And certainly you can get it at Amazon.com. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, atheists, okay, you, you made this kind of leads, you were leading me right to my next question. And um, uh, when you said that the, uh, this false notion that Christians are, are not adherents of science, as mm-hmm. though there's some separation between uh, church and science, you know, they want to separate church from everything and put it in its own little corner. Uh, so they can squash it, but you you, mm-hmm. you can't do that. I mean, whether it's government, whether it's you know, whether it's uh, uh, science, you know, uh, Jethro told um, his nephew Moses how to divide government. I mean, just you know, everywhere you look, this this comes straight out of the Bible. I mean, the the entire uh, Western world, this this is where it comes from, and but the atheists. Uh, they have uh, an idea that they want to put out here that they are disinterested seekers of truth, as you describe them. But they're really not, are they? Oh, absolutely not. I mean, um, one of the things that became clear to me when writing this book and sort of looking at the accusations against Christianity is that the reason why the secular left hates Christianity so much is that the secular left is not simply a collection of policy ideas. It is fast becoming its own religion. It, it, it is becoming a religion unto itself, and it rightly sees that mm-hmm. Christianity is the competition. Yeah, yeah, and you, it's like you, you would have had to worship 
Stalin or Hitler or Mao. And, and don't didn't these, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't these regimes have like little children sing songs to their leaders? Oh, there was all kinds of nonsense <laughs> that took place under these totalitarian regimes. And you're right to draw the connection because the one thing that the secular left has in common with the evil totalitarian governments of the 20th century is that they both ultimately view not the church as as the ultimate arbiter of good, not God, but the state is mm -hmm. God. Yeah, in other words, themselves. Yeah, oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I, I was as a matter of fact, I, I was talking earlier before you came on about uh, what I describe as the seven C's of a successful society, and uh, with Christian faith uh, being uh, the number one uh, of of the seven C's, and you just you you can't even have the rest of them: conservative values, constitutional limits, capitalistic opportunity, choice in all things, the freedom that God free will, um, yeah. confrontation with evil, and consistency and application of law. The Bible says God is not a respecter of persons you you can't have any of that without well, it, god and it all goes back to the the paradox you know seek ye first the kingdom of god and all else shall be added unto you christianity is not a political religion it doesn't have a political agenda which is why christians can disagree over a host of policy issues yeah but without killing seek, each other today <laughs> yeah exactly exactly but when you seek the Christian God, when you seek something higher than the state, ironically, you end up being a better citizen, even mm -hmm. though that's not Christianity's goal is not to make you a better citizen. It's it's to transform you into an icon of Christ. Mm -hmm. But it's one of the fringe benefits. So it's a win win. Yeah, it is. It is. You know, and another thing you write uh, and I'm going to let you close out with this one. The um, one of the things that's. Um, well, actually, it's two things that are besmirched on Christian faith. Uh, one is the Spanish Inquisition, and the other one is the uh, Crusades, which oh, yeah. I think it was, what, 450 years of attacks on the Christian West before they responded with the First Crusade. And it, yeah. you put an interesting statistic in here about the uh, number of people killed in the Spanish Inquisition versus Planned Parenthood. I'll let you share it. Oh, absolutely. One of the things I discovered is that the statistics about the Spanish Inquisition that are bandied about by Christianity's enemies are just, they were just outrageously cooked up. And uh, as far as uh, tribunals go, it was, it was, believe it or not, it was relatively mild. And what I discovered was that Planned Parenthood kills more people every six days than the Spanish Inquisition killed in 350 years. Yeah. And, and that, that's just Planned Parenthood. That's not the number of abortions in the United States. That's just the provider of Planned Parenthood. Wow. That's, I mean, for anyone out there, folks, if you are what the atheists claim to be, if you are truly a disinterested seeker of truth, you don't have an ax to grind, you haven't made your mind up, you don't already think Christians are full of it, Although some of us are, I used to be one, <laughs> but, um, you know, thank God I'm, I'm not that, uh, today. Um, if you're truly a, uh, a person who is a sincere seeker of truth, I highly encourage, um, 
you know, tell the folks again uh, your book, Dr. Foley, and, and where they can get it and any, uh, any websites or any way in which they may be able to contact you. Well, it, the name of the book is The Politically Incorrect Guide to Christianity. You can find it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books a Million. And I have articles. I don't have a, a blog of my own, but uh, I post articles periodically that you can find in different publications online. Great, great. It's, it's been a, a really a, a true pleasure having you on the program, sir. Well, I really appreciated our time together. Thank you very much. Yeah, God bless you. Much success with the book. Thank you. I appreciate that. Okay. All right. And we're going to post it on our, our website, and we're going to send you a link to it. Okay. Oh, he's gone already. Okay. Well, all right, folks. That that was fascinating. And, look, we're going to open the phone lines up, 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366 uh, is the number. And, again, if you are driving home uh, and you're tuning into 97.7 FM, or 8.20 a.m., and you're accustomed to the Brothers Lee uh, kidding one another and squashing the neoliberal nonsense, uh, you know, all the while having fun doing it and uh, and making it look easy. <laughs> if you're accustomed to that, which is great, and you're wondering, who is this guy? Uh, <laughs> I am your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, uh, Brother Craig, I'm, I'm heard here every Saturday morning from 10 to noon. I am president and founder of the First Amendment, Inc. And uh, that's, you know, just like the Constitution, the First Amendment, Inc. And, uh, you know, our motto is that um, freedom is a use it or lose it proposition. And so uh, one of my goals is to share with people uh, what the extent of your freedom is, who is the author of your freedom. And from my perspective, the author of your freedom uh, was not uh, Madison and Jefferson and, and, and Washington and Franklin, as great as, as great as those founders were. And they did not say that they were the author of your freedom. According to them, the purpose of government was not even to grant you freedom. <laughs> according to them, uh, and according to me, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, uh, you're born free. And so uh, they said the purpose of government was merely to secure your freedom, to defend your freedom. And that is it. And so and I'm in 100 percent agreement with that. And so uh, several years ago, I founded the First Amendment, Inc., uh, to, to do just that, to defend all six clauses. They're not five. There are six clauses in the First Amendment. And um we discuss things like that on uh, my program, which is heard right here every Saturday. So tomorrow morning, 10 o'clock, I'm right here, 10 to noon. And uh, we do a Sunday replay of my program. Uh, we actually replay the previous week every Sunday. And on Sundays, I'm on from 9 to 11. So uh, for you folks that are churchgoers, if you uh, remember to uh, keep your radio on, and perhaps when you're on your way to church Sunday morning, you can listen to a little bit of your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we will hopefully entertain some phone calls. The number here, if you would like to participate, 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. 
the Lee brothers, showing off the First Amendment and using the second only when necessary. On AMA 20, 97.7 FM, The Answer. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here as I sit in for Scott and Richard Lee. Uh, and again, if you're just joining us, folks, uh, Scott Lee uh, was on with me. Or I rather, I was on with Scott in the in the first 15 minutes of the program, and and he shared with the audience uh, that his brother uh, Richard Lee is uh, is undergoing surgery, and that the uh, prognosis looks pretty good for for Richard. Uh, uh, Richard uh, has um, cancer of the pancreas and they are going to remove his pancreas and it's been, uh, he's been under the knife for seven hours now uh, and they, they actually they may be through with it by now for all I know but when when uh, Scott was here at three uh, he, he was sharing at that time that he had been under the knife for six hours and so uh, Scott has asked for the prayers of the uh, the uh, Central Virginia community that listens to the Lee brothers, and uh, and I just would like to repeat that, uh, share that, uh, so that folks out there that uh, perhaps are just tuning into the program uh, would know uh, that your prayers are requested and needed, and uh, and the Lee brothers thank you, and I thank you uh, for doing that, and so it's my honor. And, and, and privilege and indeed a pleasure uh, to sit in for the Lee brothers uh, here. And uh, we're going to open the phone lines up. Uh, we have a few minutes before we get to the top of the hour news break. The number here, and you who are longtime listeners, you know the number by now, 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. And what I, what I, you know, what I'd like to do uh, for the remainder of this hour, and uh, and I want to say thank you too again. We the the guest we just had was was fantastic, as well as the guest prior to him, uh, my good friend uh, Reverend Bill Cook, uh, founder of the Black Robed Regiment, and um, it's um, you know in in in, in between interviews, uh, I started out talking about. Uh, I, I, I decided, well, what is it that, uh, well, there will be a lot of things that the Hatchet Man, uh, that Brother Craig and the Brothers Lee would agree on, okay? We both have brother in our name, first of all, you know, the Lee Brothers and, and Brother Craig, the Hatchet Man. And uh, so, uh, and we are sort of uh, spiritual brothers in that we both believe in uh, Christian faith, conservative values, or what did I say, both all three of us, okay? <laughs> we, um, you know, we're, we're shipmates. We are natural shipmates. And one of my missions in, in life, ever since I've been politically active and have seen how uh, Christians and conservatives so often form a circular firing squad, one of my missions in life has been to uh, get us to try to understand the fact that we are natural shipmates. And if the ship goes down, we all drown. And so we're, we're in a battle, folks. We're in a real battle uh, in this nation and, and indeed in the entire world. Um, and it's a battle that always goes on. And it's a battle between two camps. And people tend to think that there are all these different forms of government. And they give them all these fancy names, Marxism, socialism, communism, thisism, thatism, you know, fascism. 
uh, Muslim fundamentalism. Okay, the I mean the I mean be honest. You know, I'm not politically correct here, um, and I know that there are some Muslims that don't don't necessarily go for everything that the Quran teaches. But if you read it and if you listen to the scholars that uh, are proponents of this, and if you listen to the people that want to infiltrate the world of the West, infiltrate this nation, and undermine it, which you you can't tell the difference, folks. You can't, you know, none of us are mind readers. None of us. But these things happen. Um, Terrorism exists. And real people do these things. And these people have been trained with a certain set of ideas. And we cannot deny their existence, as although as unpleasant as they may be, to discuss. And so these are some of the types of things we discuss, is that this, this idea that uh, people on the right, uh, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, capitalists, people who be, believe in choice and freedom, uh, you know, we, we have to stop it with the circular firing squad and nitpicking one another, and ha- we have to understand that the opposition, these uh, these Muslim fundamentalists, uh, these communists, these socialists, these fascists, these people that believe your freedom and rights do not come from God, but the limit of your freedom, the limit of my freedom, is to be determined by them. We have to fight these people, and that's what I do with the really real deal. And in their uh, very fun way, I think that's what the Lee brothers do as well. And so it's an honor to sit in for them. And uh, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, uh, perhaps we could entertain your phone call, 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. Kind, compassionate, and tolerant. Oh, wait, that's a different show. The Lee Brothers on AMA 20, 97.7 FM, WNTW, The Answer. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, sitting in for the Lee Brothers here, and uh, we appreciate you guys being out there. And, um, you know, I want to finish up with um, the the thoughts I was sharing with you guys as we head towards our 5 o'clock break, which is in about two minutes, by the way. (laughs) Oh, make that one minute. (laughs) Anyway, the... the, um, and I'm going to talk about this on the other side of the break, and we're going to welcome your, your phone calls. But the, uh, when I talk about the seven C's of a successful society, the last of the seven is consistency in application of law. And uh, ever since uh, Trump took, took office, and actually before he actually took office, as is being proved with the uh, phony FBI probe that's going on, uh, being proven by the um, release of text messages uh, that uh, so-called were um, missing, okay, is that um, the, uh, the, the FBI is uh, really is, is an organization that has been weaponized, and there is no consistency in application of law today. And we're going to talk about that on the other side of the break, folks. 
Where's the best news and talk? AM820, WNTW, Chester, and W249CI Bonaire are the answer. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly, friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, sitting in for Scott and uh, Richard Lee today. Uh, final hour of today's program, and uh, I think we've had a pretty good program so far. I would like to uh, reiterate for those of you who may be just joining us uh, that uh, Scott was on uh, in the 3 o'clock hour uh, and shared with the audience that his brother Richard uh, has been uh, undergoing surgery throughout the day today uh, where for for the past, uh, what, I guess it's uh, eight hours ago they started. So uh, hopefully uh, the surgery is over now and, and was successful. And uh, Scott uh, gave out uh, a plea for your prayers for his brother, uh, Richard. And I, I would like to reiterate that to you, the audience, uh, to please uh, keep Richard Lee in your prayers that uh, his surgery and recovery uh, would be successful. And uh, we also, we would love to uh, perhaps have your participation in today's program. Uh, the phone number here, if you would like to call, 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. And um, uh, before the uh, last break, I was sharing with you, you know, one of the things I talk about quite often uh, the seven C's of a successful society, uh, Christian faith, conservative values, constitutional limits, capitalistic opportunity, choice in all things, confrontation with evil, and the last one, the one I'm going to talk about now, consistency in application of law. And this is, uh, you know, this is a foundation. Our, our nation is is built on on that okay and and again this is taken and as i often say the um the 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 other six could not exist without christian faith and so when you get to consistency and application of law that comes right out of the bible and um now uh we're going to take a call here from arthur from california and um or otherwise known as Dad. <laughs> How you doing, Dad? Uh, hey. I, I was tempted to say Dr. Howard, but... <laughs> oh, you don't want you're to have so, to say that. You're so humble about it. But uh, anyway, uh, from all the way out in California, how you doing, sir? Yeah, I was just calling to let you know that, uh, that uh, the Lee Brothers has some people praying for his successful operation and recovery. Here in California, Amen and I to just that. want them to know that I believe in prayer, and that prayer really, really works. He's going to be just fine in Jesus' name. Amen to that, Dad. I really appreciate that, and uh, yeah, now, and you are, you always seem to be listening way out, way out there in California. If no one else yeah, listens, I'm listening. I know I, I have a listener in California. <laughs> I like to listen to the station. Sometimes I listen to them while you're not even on the air. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a it's a great station. And, you know, really, WNTW is really the big dog 
for conservative talk in the Central Virginia market. Uh, you know, there's one station who will not be named. <laughs> uh, they have yeah. a they have a, a bigger uh, they have more wattage. They have fifty thousand watts, and yeah. uh, so you know they think they're the big dog. And they've what, been what? they've been around a time or two, and they do a pretty good job. But I mean, other than them having Rush Limbaugh, I mean, you know, they have Rush on. But you put our lineup against their lineup, up and down the lineup. I mean, we stand toe to toe with those guys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, you know, I, I just wanted to call to let them know that we're praying for them here in California, and that the Almighty God is the God that healeth thee. They'll find that in Psalms one hundred three. Okay, amen. And God is not one that will lie, so he's in good hands. Amen. Thank you so much, Dad. God You're bless welcome. you. You have a good show. Bye-bye. Oh, all right, bye now. All right, 804-454-1366 is the number. 804-454-1366. And, um, you know, um, as as I was saying, the uh, the seven C's of a successful society, when you get down to number seven, uh, consistency and application of law. We all know that there is no consistency in application of law. That you know, people claim they want uh, justice, but they don't. They really don't ask for for justice now. What are they asking for? Social justice. So when's when did justice need a modifier? Okay, justice is justice. Is there's no this justice or that justice? Lady justice is blind. So there's no justice for historically. Um, discriminated against uh, persons, you know, there's just justice, okay? So if uh, if person X had a great-grandfather who was discriminated against and person Y had a great-grandfather who did the discriminating, what does that have to do with person X and Y in 2018? Nothing, absolutely nothing, okay? But the poverty pimp world, the pulpit pimp world, the world of the Democrat-controlled plantation, they, that's truth that they cannot handle, will not handle, will not face, will not answer. And so, you know, I've made it one of my missions in life is to, is to really speak truth and to tear down these strongholds. And these strongholds, they have an iron grip on the minds of many, many Americans. We, the Americans are so hyphenated these days. And... You know, we just we accept things that are patently false. This this notion that there is some equality in the way uh, justice is dispensed and investigations are held. And, you know, you have people touting um, that their investigation of Trump is right and pure and just and that there's there was obviously some sort of Russian collusion and there's provable Russian collusion on the Democrat side. I mean, you can prove it. I mean, you don't, you know, Stevie Wonder could see it. Ray Charles could have seen it. It's there, okay? It's obvious. It's provable. It's not even in doubt or in dispute. But where is the investigation, okay? Where is Hillary Clinton's uh, orange jumpsuit, uh, two sizes too small, with the cigarette dangling from her lips, you know, and and rattling a tin can against the cage, you know, where you know that'll only exist in my imagination as a joke on radio. Okay, why? Why is that? Because the Republicans are low-fat Republicans. They're not toting a set of onions. Here you have 
injustice served up on a platter, but yet and still when phony, phony crimes, faux crimes are alleged against any Republican, whether it's Donald Trump, and who doubts that if it would have been Ted Cruz or anyone else that they wouldn't be doing the same thing? Who doubts that, okay? That there is no doubt, okay? It, Donald Trump's real crime is, not, is, number one, he ran as a Republican, and number two, he's successful, okay? That is Donald Trump's real crime in the eyes of a Democrat, okay? And again, the number is 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. And we want to welcome Oliver from Chester. We want to welcome Oliver from Chester. Uh, uh, Oliver, are you there? Yes, sir. Can you hear me, sir? I, I can now. Thank you. Thank you, sir. And uh, please excuse our technical hitches. We we got a new man on the board, and he's getting himself acclimated. And uh, so... Uh, What's on your mind, Brother Oliver? Well, I got a, a legislative survey from Mr. Kirk Cox. Oh, okay. So, so share with us uh, uh, the um, the highlights of what uh, what uh, Speaker Cox is, is sharing. Well, he wanted uh, to rate from one to eight in the highest priority. Mm-hmm. You know, and eight being the lowest priority. Oh, okay. Jobs. Making college more affordable, mm-hmm. reducing congestion, uh, lowering health care, improving public schools, cutting wasteful government spending, mm-hmm. holding the line against high taxes, mm-hmm. fighting federal government outreach. But the one thing I don't see on here is, uh, you know, uh, abortion. Okay, well, maybe we'll talk about that before the program is over. But right now, my friend, we're up against a break. And But I really appreciate you sharing uh, the uh, legislative update from uh, Speaker of the Virginia House of Delegates, Kirk Cox. And I appreciate everything he does. He's a good man. Uh, but uh, uh, as a union man, I cannot vote in favor of abortion. Well, I really appreciate that. And, and I uh, do not vote for my pocket. Amen. You're I a good cannot, man. I, you understand what I mean? I understand perfectly and well, sir. We have sir. eight things right here, and abortion is not even there. Okay. I well, I need to call. I, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to get uh, Speaker Cox, uh, and uh, maybe tomorrow or next Saturday I'll have him, and he'll have some splaining to do. Okay. God bless you, you, sir. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you for everything. I love to listen to you every day. Okay. Thank you, sir. Well, all right, folks. We're going to take a quick break here, and we will be right back. Want to help Richard prove Scott's wrong once and for all? Call the Lee Brothers at 454 1366. And in this corner, weighing in at a set of blueberries, the standard low-fat Republican, grand old Republican, who refuses to fight the Democrats the way they fight us, Governor Goofball. And in this corner, weighing in at a set of Vidalia onions, the teller of truth, the slayer
Folks, people want a champion. A man and his microphone. The really real deal with Brother Craig, the hatchet man. Saturdays, 10 to noon. Well, welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, sitting in for the Lee brothers today. And uh, I, I, I love to hear that uh, little comical tape take on a uh, on a on a typical boxing match you know and you know and as i've been saying for years uh this is what we have folks uh we have the same war uh in america that uh humanity has always had and that's uh you know those that see their fellow human beings as having rights that come from god and those that see their fellow fellow human beings as having rights that are limited by whatever the people in power say and you know we just had a caller uh to call up and uh and i really appreciate that gentleman what was his name scott um oliver yeah if you're still listening oliver i really appreciate the sentiment of oliver because oliver made a powerful declaration okay he said i am not gonna vote for my pocket over and above the life of the unborn Okay, now that's powerful, folks. That's what you call a Christian. And so Oliver takes exception to the fact that um, Speaker of the House Kirk Cox sent out a, um, a list of his legislative priorities. And on this list, not even, he went through like a one through eight in order of priority. Wasn't even... He, he could have just added number nine, okay? Or it could have been placed in there anywhere. But it wasn't, it didn't even make the cut uh, to fight for the innocent life of unborn babies. That is not a legislative priority. And this is according to Oliver, who called and shared with us uh, uh, the list from uh, Speaker of the House, uh, Kirk Cox, okay? So. What I'm going to do, we, we, we can't do it today, but I am going to reach out to Speaker Cox. And, you know, for the longest time I've been in this battle here, uh, I've been on the front lines in the uh, Christian conservative movement for, you know, 20 some odd years. And uh, as, as a matter of fact, this is my 10th year in radio. And uh, and so many of you uh, know uh of that and, and seven years doing television and many, many articles and speeches and, 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 and all, all over the place. And so I'm trying to get Republicans to not be full of fear, okay, and to take the types of stands that people like Oliver, who vote and donate and volunteer, want you to take. We're going to take a quick break right now, but the number, if you'd like to call, is 804-454-1366, 804 804- Four five four one three six six. Zero diversity, complete intolerance, and a total lack of fairness. It's the Lee Brothers on AMA twenty ninety seven point seven FM WNTW. The answer. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here as I sit in for the Lee Brothers. Uh, such an honor. Such a pleasure. Uh, again, the number here, if you would like to participate in today's program, 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. Uh, 
1-800-242-1366. And uh, back to what I was sharing uh, with you guys, uh, the, uh, the seven C's of a successful society. Number seven, we were dealing with consistency in application of law and how we, we don't have that today. There is no consistency, okay? And, uh, you know, there's all this uh, hot air about Trump. And uh, what they're really doing is they're fishing for a process crime. And if Trump thinks uh, he can uh, walk into the uh, FBI's trap and come out unharmed, he has another thing coming. And if Trump's lawyers do not uh, resign in protest or do something dramatic to wake him up out of this delusion that the big bad uh, President Donald Trump, I mean, he, he, now don't get me wrong, Trump's doing great. He, he, I thought his speech was great at Davos. I thought his speech that he gave uh, out at the DMZ and uh, between the two Koreas, I thought that was a off-the-hook great speech. Okay, was that one was Reagan-esque. I, I think, you know, the taxes, the uh, the confidence that obviously the business community has in uh, Donald Trump's leadership uh, is, is, is the reason why the stock market has taken off and people are having uh, 30, 40, and 50% increases in their 401k accounts. It's the reason why literally tens of thousands of Americans have bonus checks uh, for $1,000, $2,000, $10,000. This is why, okay? Now, had Hillary won, there, there would be none of that. There would be no bonus checks. There would be no uh, economic resurgence because the business community would be, go into self-protect mode rather than expand mode because of a lack of confidence. And so, but... You know, there's so much to say on this, and we're going to get into it on the other side of the break. So we're going to take our bottom-of-the-hour news break, folks. The number here, 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. Representing the end of political correctness. It's the Lee Brothers on AMA 20, 97.7 FM, WNTW. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee. And uh, still our prayers go out to Richard, who uh, hopefully now is out of surgery and uh, recuperating. Uh, But, hey, we are in our final 30 minutes of the program. Uh, I hope you have enjoyed having your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, as a guest host here on the Lee Brothers program. You can catch me live tomorrow Uh, from 10 to noon right here same station Uh, you can also check out our website the really real deal.com you have uh, there uh, a collection of uh, a lot of my uh, past interviews Uh, we've just been blessed and privileged to interview uh, several several hundred very very prominent people over the years Uh, many of those interviews are posted right there Uh, many of the articles I've been blessed and privileged to have published over the years are there uh, many of the television programs that I've done uh, right there, the really real deal.com. Now, if you'd like to participate in the program in our final 30 minutes, the number here is 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. And we're going to welcome Josie from Richmond to the program. Josie, what's on your mind today? 
Well, it's on my mind about when the spirit enters the body, when it actually enters. And then you can make up your own mind about abortion, if it's murder or whatever else. Mm -hmm. But this has been shown. Aborticide uh, is, the, is the proper term. Yeah, whatever uh, it is. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, the, um, the, the spirit is out there before birth. That's already said in the Bible, I believe. I've known you before you knew you, me, and whatever, it's, however it's stated. And, um, Bef before it, you were in your mother's womb, before, I, yeah. I knew you. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what it says. That's right, and so um, it's not like we're we're not the numbers of our hairs are all numbered. <laughs> uh, I just know that the spirit is out there. People who've died and come back, they know that the spirit is out there. Mm -hmm. That you don't die and so on. Also, the other way around, before you're to come into the earth, the spirit is out there. There is a a spark, a so, light, a something. So what's and, your take on, um, I had a call earlier, a gentleman was upset that uh, Speaker of the House Kirk Cox had not included uh, anything uh, counter to abortion, and, uh, and he said himself that he would not vote for something or someone just only because it's financially beneficial to him, uh -huh. but that he would include... Uh, the welfare of people other than himself to include persons that have not yet finished their nine-month trek in utero. Uh, you, are you in agreement with, with, with that no, position? No, not really, because here's what happens in utero. When this, you know, there is, there is uh, science has come into this a long time ago, actually, but not many people know. The man who invented the radar, uh, not radar detector, what do you call the de lie detector, there is a more sensitive instrument out there mm -hmm. that if you were going to break, by the way, this is what shows that there's no time <laughs> on the other side. If you're going to break your arm in three days, it would show up as an anomaly on, uh, on this detector. But likewise, when a mother is pregnant, it would show up again as an anomaly on the um, on this detector let device. Me, let me share with you something that I've seen on uh I've, I've seen this on film, a attempted abortion where a device is placed inside of a mother's womb and the baby, which, you know, some folks would call a fetus, the baby backs up away from it oh, be sure. because the baby wants to live. Okay, well, so, so, does, so does now, a worm. <laughs> beg, I beg your pardon. So does a lowly animal like a worm or a or a or an well, what's wrong? Well, what's wrong with that? Well, you know, I'm, and, and see, but ma'am, ma'am, this, this is this is my issue with this this whole viewpoint and and the cavalier manner in which you you want to compare a worm to a human child. Well, I my, don't. I just well, say but that's, that's what living. you said, ma'am. Yeah. What I'm saying is that the very same type. Now, I'm not saying this is you, but there are many, many people that uh, they will go to bat for um, a, a lizard to live somewhere, oh, and you can't build a house there yeah, because well, that's, that's not, the lizard's that's habitat. That's the point I'm trying to make. The point you know, I'm trying to make. But uh, these same people will say that the human child uh, somehow does not have a right that trumps the right of a woman to choose. Ma'am, with all due yeah. respect, what yeah. about the right of the couple to choose to either not have sex or to have sex in a way that would not lead to I know um, all those arguments. May I just say my point? Please do. Which is that when the child is gestating in the womb of the mother, 
it floats. It's not embodied into the flesh that is developing. <laughs> okay, it is now. floating in and out of that womb, and some people remember that, and some people can see it clairvoyantly. It is a floating situation, and that's and that what means you can make up what? your own mind about whether you believe with everything else there. I'm just saying that it's hard to say something not fully embodied in, into oh. the flesh body is a well. murder. That's why I'm, I'm going to pray for you, ma'am. I didn't call it a murder. I called it what it is, a borderside, okay? There's, yeah. there's yeah. homicide, there's suicide, there's deicide, there's patricide. There is a borderside, uh-huh. okay? So yeah. uh, if that, and that's a scientific definition, okay? Then because they have the people that are clairvoyant and can see it. I had a friend who has seven children. And she could see after they well, were then born. What's for a your issue? Of time. Well, what's what is your issue, ma'am, with that child having the right to live? What's what's your issue with that? Well, I can say, speak for myself, that if I were coming in under very adverse circumstances, either mentally, physically, or the family, or whatever, I wouldn't want to be. I would wait. I would say, don't don't but let me you, in. Don't you let don't me have go. the choice to wait, though. You, the, 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 the law gives the mother that choice. You, you are subject to the mother's choice Well, that's while what, you're innocent. Now, I was born in very incongenial circumstances, and I'm so thankful that, you know, my mother chose to have me. Because you're supposed to be here. Exactly, and, and I am here, and thanks to my mother. And yep. so what we were talking about earlier on the program when I had uh, my friend Reverend Cook on, who uh, has this thing called Project Josiah, where we, 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 we go out to uh, abortion clinics and pray uh, for the, the closing of, of that clinic. And many clinics in Virginia have been closed, and there, there are many that are still open. But these are people that really believe and they're willing to sacrifice time and, 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 and put themselves right there on the line to do these things. And That's uh, true. You, you, have, you, you find fault with them for doing that? Are they I don't find fault with them, but I would say maybe if uh, these children that are born, it's all these others that do, you know, would, would take up the cause of adopting all those children. Yeah, maybe well, that. I, I'm a big proponent of that. As a matter of fact, one of the uh, reasons... Uh, for telling uh, a lot of prospective mothers that, you know, if you think the child is a hindrance to your uh, academic development or job prospects or whatever the, whatever reason they have for not wanting a child is that to just allow the child to live and there would be a, a loving family that would want to adopt that child. That's, that's one of the I things. Can, I can only speak for myself, Brother mm -hmm. Craig, on that issue. If I had somebody that I said, okay, let somebody else take the child, and you know, I was in that circumstance, I would be wondering all my life what happened to that child. Well, you know, just, we, uh, it would that's what happens we, when we make decisions, when we get to crisis points in our lives, and oh, we yeah. have a, either A or B, and we, and we choose A, sometimes we wonder, well, what would have happened had I chosen B? And that's just, that's a part of life. But look, well, you, you, your call has been great. Yeah. Um, I really appreciate your interest. But it's interesting in your... to know that the spirit is not dead once if it if it is uh, uh, gone away for whatever reason mm -hmm. that the spirit does uh, stay alive and yeah, is to out be there. absent from the body and is to I be do present know of with cases, the Lord. By the way, brother Craig, 
where the child knew he was supposed to be born first, and he was angry that he didn't didn't come when he was thought he was supposed to be born first. Oh, and he he knew it. And <laughs> had a little trouble with his mother for a while, <laughs> but anyway, he eventually came through uh, when the mother had settled down and was ready to uh, receive. Oh, the child okay. So in. I guess. That's why those, uh, when you go past nine months, those birth pains get extra heavy, huh? Yeah, I <laughs> Well, take yeah, care. Yeah, and I can God laugh as a man because I don't have to go through it. So, well, anyway. Honey, but, you know, women can be punished for the rest of their lives for having <laughs> Oh, well. well There's anyway. a blessing, too. But anyway, I really appreciate your yeah. calling, ma'am. Okay. God, God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you. God bless you, too. All right. Well, all right, folks, 804-454-1366. We're going to take a quick break here, 804-454-1366. As I give my my dog Maximus the hatchet hound, he's a capitalist dog, so he's always trying to get paid. He just did a trick, so I'm going to give him a treat. My dog is not on EBT. We will be (laughs) right back. Our version of the Federalist Papers, without all that reading, it's the Lee Brothers on WNTW AM 820, 97.7 FM. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here as a fill-in today for Scott and Richard Lee, the Lee Brothers Uh, And again, if you're just joining us, uh, just an update that Richard Lee uh, is um, hopefully finished with surgery by now and beginning to recuperate. Uh, But the the, the Lee brothers uh, asked for your prayers for Richard. And so I would just reiterate that uh, out over the airwaves. And uh, but we are in our final uh, what final 10 minutes of the program. Uh, perhaps time for one more phone call. The number is 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. And uh, we've had some good callers today, and we've had uh, a couple of really, really great guests, and uh, I really uh, I really appreciate them all. Uh, now back to, uh, I just want to finish up with what we were discussing uh, and I, I was sharing with you about the lack of consistency in the application of law, uh, many of you who are longtime listeners to my program, uh, you know that I always talk about the seven C's of a successful society. And the seventh of those seven C's is consistency in application of law. And all, all this, um, uh, the, these problems with Trump and Trump uh, declaring that uh, he's not afraid and he has nothing to hide. <laughs> and, um, it's just... Uh, his, his, his lawyers are not serving him well if they allow him to uh, walk into this trap. That's what it is, okay? I have uh, up on my computer an, an article about how uh, uh, James Comey, who, who Trump fired, and, and, he, and he really, he waited too long to fire him, in my, in my estimation. And, uh, you know, when Trump came, he really should have just cleaned house. Just fire them all and hire new people. Problem solved. But no, uh, you know, goofball Republican Senator Stupid Jeff Sessions. Okay. In the dictionary under Senator Stupid, you would have Jeff Sessions' picture. Okay. Typical little Boy Scout Republican. Uh, you know, just like some of these other, these, some of these silly governors, I call them Governor Goofball. 
uh, these guys, you these are not the kind of people you send into an alley fight, okay? And I'm telling you, Robert Mueller is a former Marine. He's tough. He's mean. He's nasty, okay? He's not what you would call a godly man, a God-fearing man. He is not a man that is, and this is, I've never met the guy. I'm just going off of his actions, okay? I'm not a mind reader. I'm, you're never going to hear me say, I, Bob Mueller thinks this, or Bob Mueller feels like that, or uh, Bob Mueller lacks understanding, okay? This, that's, a, that's a low-fat Republican game, and I've just gotten sick of hearing it. For years and years and years, I've heard them say, oh, well, Barack Obama doesn't understand this. Hillary Clinton doesn't understand that. The Democrats, they don't get it. Maybe the Republicans don't get it. It's not that these people lack understanding. These are not stupid people. These are powerful people. These people are mean. These people have an agenda that is the opposite of what the agenda is that I am in agreement with. Okay, I am in, 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 in agreement with the agenda that this nation was founded as a nation that will uphold and conserve, okay? Listen, you conservatives, we're going to conserve the idea in, the, in, in our foundational documents that the purpose of government is to protect rights, to defend rights, and that God is the one that grants rights. It's God that does that. It's not our fellow man that does that. Okay, we are governed by what? The consent of the governed. That's how we're supposed to be governed, by the consent of the governed. And the simple fact of the matter is that, you know, Bob Mueller, James Comey, uh, Rod Rosenstein, you know, these guys, they don't mean this nation any good. And. They are not stupid men. They are men that will do whatever it takes, whatever it takes. And I implore President Trump, do not walk into this trap. Do not do it, okay? You, need to, you guys need to perhaps uh, spend a little time and read up on what James Comey did to Martha Stewart uh, many, many years ago for far, far less than what Hillary Clinton did and it was over for Hillary before it ever started. That is not consistency in application of law. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Freedom isn't passed through the bloodstream. It's fought for daily. Fight alongside the Lee Brothers on WNTW, AM 820, 97.7 FM, The Answer. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, closing it out here, sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee. It's been a fantastic program. I've really enjoyed having you guys out there. want to say thank you to all of the callers. Thank you to Dr. Michael Foley, author of The Politically Incorrect Guide to Christianity. Thank you to my good friend, Reverend Bill Cook, founder of the Black Robe Regiment of Virginia. And thank you to Scott and Richard Lee. And remember, folks, keep those prayers going up for Richard. And, uh, hey, I'm going to see you right here tomorrow morning, 10 to noon, for my program, The Really Real Deal with Brother Craig. 
The Hatchet Man. And I invite you to check out our website, thereallyrealdeal.com. Check that out. And please do me a big favor, sign up for the newsletter. That's thereallyrealdeal.com. Coming up, Senator Amanda Chase. Cut to the chase. You guys take care, and we will see you tomorrow morning, 10 to noon. Friends, we did it. We weren't just marking time. We made a difference. We made the city stronger. We made the city freer. And we left her in good hands. All in all, not bad. Not bad at all. And so, bye. God bless you. And God bless the United States of America.